You're listening to Family Petals, the podcast for people questioning the status quo and living life a little bit differently. I'm your host, Sarah Copper. I'm excited to share the conversation I had with Jessica Macero with you. She and her family became car-free just over a month ago. She shares how and why they made that leap, what has surprised her most about their new lifestyle, and what her three kids have thought about the change. She never imagined her family would sell their cars, but now here they are, living car-free. Welcome to Family Petals, Jessica. Oh, welcome to me. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Your husband reached out to me and said that you were a newly car-free family, and there are so many listeners who want to incorporate more active transportation or are thinking about selling a car but aren't quite sure what that looks like. So I'm really excited for you to share what that has looked like for these first few months of being car-free. Yeah, it's been uh, really interesting. It's something that I never thought that we would do. Well, why don't you start by introducing yourself and your family and where you live? Okay, uh, my name's Jessica, and my last name's Maceda. My husband's name is Emmanuel, and we have three kids. Our son is Emmanuel, and his name is spelled differently, so he's not technically a junior, but he's nine. And our daughters are Amara and Eden, and Amara is seven, and Eden is three. And uh, we live in Roseville, and we kind of have a unique house where we have two houses on one lot. So my mom lives in our back house. Nice. Well, what is Roseville like? Is it a small town, big town, suburb? It's kind of a suburb. I've We've been looking up all these different terms, and some term that has come up has been suburban cities. So I kind of think it's one of those suburbs that's trying to feed off of the success that Sacramento is having right now. Okay. So it's growing, and there's a lot of amenities because it is a affluent suburb. So we have like a Whole Foods and there's a mall, probably one of the nicer malls in the area. Just a lot of shopping. There's just tons of shopping. So. Okay. Tell us about the transportation in Roseville. It's really bikeable. There are tons of bike trails. I mean, they are always seeming to be working on them or extending them. And just in having a bike, I've discovered that I can get around so easily on the bike trails. Driving around is easy. It's not like a one of those places that's really trafficy. I don't know. That's not a word, mm-hmm. but it's not like <laughs> it's not too congested here. So it's a really ideal place to do what we're doing. Well, why don't you tell us about how you did come to the decision to sell your car? It kind of started a year ago when um we had two cars. When we moved to Roseville, we bought a car for me to take the kids to school. And then my husband already had a Volkswagen Jetta wagon TDI. And that whole lawsuit that went on with Volkswagen not being so truthful about their emissions Mm -hmm. kind of snowballed everything because he was like, oh, great, I'm going to get rid of this car payment and we'll have extra money. And it just opened up his mind that he could actually take a different form of transportation because he works in Sacramento. And we live right by an Amtrak station. So he realized he didn't really need the car anymore. And it was a great opportunity to get rid of some debt. So that kind of started everything for us. So then he just, he bought a bike. He bought like a Trek. I don't know what kind it is, but he bought this Trek and 
he kind of used a combination of taking, we live like less than half a mile from the tracks. So he would just ride the bike to the tracks and take the train into work every morning and then commute from where the train station is to his actual facility. And it worked out great for him. He, he realized it took more time, but that the time that he had was his own to do what he wanted. Right. So that was selling one of your cars. When did you guys decide to sell the second car? I think after we homeschooled, we realized that I am not using the car as much as I should if we we're going to be paying for this. I, I think my husband did the equation out and it almost came out to $50 a day that the car cost us. Right. And then if you're not using it for a lot of those days, yeah, then it's even more expensive per trip that you're taking. Exactly. Yeah. So it just was something that was sitting there that I wasn't using that often because being homeschooled, we're here a majority of the day. I don't have to do that whole uh, trip to school and everything that we set up for the kids that was extracurricular. We kind of tried to make sure that it was really close by. So uh, we live in Old Town and a lot of their lessons are in downtown, which is maybe a mile away. That's something that I've definitely learned as well is that you have to be really selective about the activities and things that you take on because things that are miles away or on the outside of town and in the evening, it's like, well, that's just not going to work for our family. And that's okay. But that there are some trade-offs and a lot of forethought that has to go on to what you say yes to. Exactly. Yeah, my husband's really good with that. He's really good at planning out just the strategy of how things are going to work with an unconventional sort of a uh, lifestyle. Yes. It encourages a lot of creativity, I guess, is the positive spin on that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And luckily, we live in a place that has so much around our area as far as like even family events. Uh, downtown is just such a hub for all of Roseville when they do movies in the park and Thanksgiving Day parades. It's sort of a place where we don't have to worry about parking because it gets very congested. No one comes here that often, but when these events go on, it's just so many people there. Yes, I love pulling up on my bike places that are really crowded with cars because it is so much simpler <laughs> and it's a huge benefit. <laughs> yeah, I never realized how stressed I was looking for parking and then like getting the kids all situated out of car seats and unbuckling and like just being scared for them walking in the parking lots because there's three of them and there's one of me. And like, it just always seemed kind of, I always seemed like rushed in a parking lot with the car. I don't know. I just always felt like I was in a rush. Yeah. That sense of urgency can dissipate, which is a good feeling. Yeah, it feels great. So did you end up making a lot of new purchases in terms of bikes or other things? Or have you and the kids been walking more? What has that been looking like for you on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, we made a purchase for me. We bought a bike. It was used, uh, Trek Transport. And uh, we found it on Craigslist. And the people were willing to come from Chico and drop it off here in Roseville. So that worked out perfectly because we don't have a car. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so that's what I've been using. Uh, it has the Yuba monkey bars on the back. For, mainly for my three-year-old, it's been working out great. I, I've probably used it every other day since we purchased it. Mm -hmm. The weather's been so nice, and it is in California, so I don't have to worry too much about 
rain and I definitely don't have to worry about snow. So it's great. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm jealous right now <laughs> of yeah, that situation. I, yeah, yeah. That would be really hard. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> do your older two children bike on their own then? So when we first started, I used my mom's cruiser bike and we would just go to Whole Foods and come back home or just go on a ride. And they had their own bikes, but they're really bad bikes. Uh, Our kids just (laughs) learned how to ride their bikes probably six months ago. We've moved around so much that we never really invested the time into teaching them how to ride a bike because living in an apartment doesn't really lend itself to like teaching a kid how to ride. Yeah, that makes sense. So now when we're going places for tasks, like going to the grocery store or um, going to lessons, I put my two girls on the back of my bike and then my son rides his bike because it's better than my daughter's is. Hers is a princess bike. It gives me one less child to worry about on the streets. That gives me a little relief (laughs) knowing that there's only one kid that I have to look out for. Yes. There's a lot that you're having to process and keep track of when you're riding with kids independently. Right. As opposed to just being in control of your own bike. My brain feels like it's going a million miles an hour when my son is next to me in terms of anticipating everything that could be happening and that he could do and what am I doing and all of that. So Yeah, there are definitely teachable moments. Yes, that's a good way to frame it. Yeah, like I mean, when I'm homeschooling, I kind of think of everything almost in the aspect of how are they learning and It teaches them to be aware of their space around them. And so I've learned that it's just giving them more responsibility and they love being able to ride their bikes. Mm. I think they feel older and not like these kids that are being carried around everywhere. Yes. There's that sense of independence. And I think it's a really big confidence builder, too. And I feel that as an adult when I'm getting myself somewhere by bike, that sense of satisfaction that my body took me here. And I think kids feel that too. And that pride in the act of getting themselves from point A to point B. Yeah. Well, has there been anything that has really surprised you so far, either in a good or a bad way? So the thing that surprised me the most is how easy the bikes are to ride. I thought they'd be more difficult just because I don't ride a bike very often. And so this is all just kind of happened really quickly. And I thought when my husband first showed me the bikes, because I'd never seen anything like them, that I wasn't going to be able to balance with two children on the back. It's a workout. I mean, it's hard, but I am definitely having to engage my core. I didn't realize how much core work it is and trying to balance Mm -hmm. two people on the back of me. (laughs) So (laughs) that's been kind of like, uh, it's been Pleasantly surprising that it was easier than I anticipated because I honestly was worried that I was going to hurt all of us on the bike. And then uh, the next thing was that I'm not as scared as I thought I would be. Like, I thought the drivers were being next to cars on the road was going to terrify me and that I wasn't going to be able to do it. But people are really considerate for the most part, especially when you have children with you. So it's not as scary as I thought it was going to be. I have also found that I think drivers give us even more space and are even more aware when they see that either if my son is riding next to me or if we're in the cargo bike, nobody wants to hurt a family that is biking. People want to make sure that you are safe as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 
I'm also surprised at how much I like it. I didn't think I was going to like it this much, but I'm finding myself sort of choosing to take the bike instead of asking my mom to use her car. So yesterday we just decided to, me and my youngest, to go to the grocery store and I could have taken the car, but it just was so much more enjoyable to be outside because I kind of get to hit a whole bunch of marks where I'm getting my exercise, I'm spending time with my kid, and I'm going to get groceries, and I get my vitamin D from the sun. I just get so much more from a bike ride than I would in a car. It's an experience in and of itself, as opposed to just a means to an end. Exactly. And it seems like a nice way to transition to that you have access to your mom's car if you need it, but that you're still able to have your family sell your second car and try and make it work doing that. But then there's still that safety net. It seems like that makes it easier to take the leap in a really good way. Yeah, because usually when you tell people that you're not going to have a car, the first thing is, well, what are you going to do in an emergency? So right, I do have my mom's car for that. And if anything was catastrophic, that's what emergency services are for. So I guess yes, I'm covered either way. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, what have your kids thought about the switch? What was their reaction when you decided to sell either the first car or the second car? And what have they thought of the lifestyle change? I think they prefer it. It's just been so many changes in our life in the last year, from homeschooling to now going carless. I think the kids have just enjoyed it all because it gives us all time together, just more quality time. So the kids love it. When they're out riding their bikes, they're just enjoying each other. They're laughing. They're just talking about how much they love being outside and how they feel free and It's interesting to hear them use those words that they feel free because I didn't ever think that they felt contained before. Right. It is a different perspective that they didn't know what they were missing until they were experiencing something else. Yeah. I think they get to have more interactions with people. Like my daughter, we, there is a shelter close by to where we live and we, we uh, rode our bikes past it and she was so funny. She was like, hi, people, just waving to everyone uh, like she was a princess in a carriage. She <laughs> she was thoroughly enjoying herself. Yes. I've talked to other families who have said that their kids feel like they're the center of the parade going down Main Street whenever they're in the cargo bike, that they wave to people, but also that other people are engaged with them in a way that they're not if you're driving in a car down the street. Definitely. The the cargo bikes get stares from people. They're, people want to know what it is because I haven't seen any in Roseville. So it's it's an interesting thing to see. And people think that I've made it and or that my husband made it. I'm like, there's no way that we could make this. But uh, so I've told a lot of people about it since writing it. And a lot of people are interested. So are there a lot of bike riders in general, just not as many families or... What does the biking situation look like in Roseville? You'd mentioned trails earlier, that there were a lot of those. Yeah, there are a lot of trails. A lot of the bike riders that I see are kind of like athletic bike riding, where they're biking in groups. I don't know what the term is for that, so. Yeah, recreation riders. Yeah, they, a lot of that is what I see. But then 
within our community, I noticed there was a family of, I think, five as well. And they were all together just biking down the street. And it didn't look like a leisurely ride. They were using it as transportation. So I see families bike mainly around neighborhoods, but not necessarily going as far using it for transportation. Well, maybe that will change as they see more families like yours that are yeah. out riding around. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be uh, be nice. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to say about the general transition? I don't miss my car. I know that. I thought I would miss my car more. And I it just became a, almost like a place of just another part, an extension of the house that I had to clean. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It just <laughs> such a mess. I don't miss that. Like driving around in something that's cluttered just made me feel crazy. So with a bike, I can't do that. I can't let the kids just create this mess that I'm driving around in. Right. So would you say that going into it that you felt like you were willing to try it for a little bit, but that you imagined that you would end up back with a car? Or do you feel like you were convinced at the time? Because you sound like you had some hesitations going into it, and then it's turned out better than you imagined that it would be. I definitely had hesitations. Most of the time, my husband has these ideas of doing things. And I'm like, there's no way we're doing that. I'll entertain thoughts. But I'm like, there's no way we can do that. I'm never doing it. So with this bike thing, that was kind of like my response. He worked on me for months of just slightly, you know, like, oh, well, you know, if if we got rid of this, and it'd be so easy and just thinking about loaning our car out. And he just kept giving me all these options. And I think it eventually got to the point where I think I gave in because I knew it was stressful just having this car payment that we didn't even really need. And that just going homeschooling and seeing where I went on a daily basis was not difficult to get to. So I think I gave in to the idea of making our lives easier. Mm -hmm. I know for some people it doesn't sound like it would be easier to go without a car, but everything that we need to do is so close. And if we want to go far, it's not hard to rent a car for less than what my car payment would have been. So, Right. Yeah, it's really a big simplification in a lot of ways, especially financially. That has been one of the biggest benefits for our family is it's given us more options and more financial flexibility to not have all of the expenses that come with owning and maintaining a vehicle. Exactly. Yeah. It just was too stressful. And I am surprised at how much I do enjoy it. And it's been great so far. (laughs) And there was one piece of advice that my sister-in-law gave me. She said, if you're going to do this, and she's like, and I don't really agree with it, but if you're going to do this, <laughs> at least give it six months. Like you have to give it a six month trial period before you give up on it. So that is what I'm going to do because I like it now, but who's to say that it might lose its novelty before the six months and I want to give up. I don't want to do that. Right. And how many months in are you right now? <laughs> I'm only one month in. Right at the beginning. I love it. Yeah. I think that is a great piece of advice to have that time frame because then you really can see how it's working and then know you're going to be reevaluating at that point and seeing either this is going great, let's keep it up, or we need to make some adjustments. So it's a, a good way of looking at it and kind of seeing it as an experiment as opposed to 
something you can never come back from. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, what have been the biggest challenges of being car free for your family? The first one would probably be just when I think I'm going to go do something really quickly, like, oh, I don't have toilet paper. I need to go get toilet paper. That's kind of been hard, but it also is easily alleviated by the fact that I know that I could have stuff delivered. Mm -hmm. So I do work one night a week and I go, I work at a gym. And so getting there is more of a challenge because the gym is about almost five miles away and it's at nighttime. So I don't want to be biking at night by myself. So the one time I did have to go, I took an Uber and that was the hardest. That was probably the biggest challenge I've had. Right. I can definitely see that scenario presenting a challenge, especially the biking at night part, if you're not as comfortable with that, because it does feel much less safe, especially if it's a place where people aren't as used to seeing bikes on the road. Yeah. But it's nice that we live in an age where there are options like Uber that weren't around 10 or 15 years ago, that there are a lot of alternatives available and just things like the delivery services that didn't used to be available as well. Yeah, I think those are some of the things that I'm starting to realize, like just with biking as transportation and homeschooling is that there are a lot of things that weren't there 10 years ago before we had my son, like homeschooling just seemed like it would be way too difficult and that there weren't enough resources. And Mm -hmm. now there are. And the same thing with biking, like I don't have to go get all my groceries because I could get half of them delivered and delivery meal services that we use. So it just kind of makes everything a little bit, we're only biking really when we have to or want to, really mainly when we want to. Right. I am glad that we live in the age that we do with all of the resources available to us, for sure. Yes, me too. Well, on the flip side, what have you found to be the biggest benefits? Um, the biggest benefit has actually been the workout because uh, I had been working out when the kids were in school because the gym was so close to their school. It was just easy just to go there before I picked them up or right after I dropped them off. And this is kind of a way where I can work out and I still get to spend time with my kids. And I honestly am so shocked at what a total body workout it is. That has kind of been one of the benefits. I don't have to go to the gym and I don't want to go to the gym anymore. It's stopped for months. (laughs) So I like that it's hitting so many things with just one activity. Yes, I love that too. And that If I'm not regularly going to the gym, which to be honest is true most of the time (laughs) that I'm not doing that, I still feel like I'm getting that base level of fitness, just taking my family where we need to go. Right. It may not be the hardest workout I've ever done in my life, but it's hard and it's a workout. It is hard. I'm being active. Yeah. I mean, it's great. And it's also a benefit for the kids too, that I feel like it allows my son to be active in ways that he wouldn't be otherwise if he's biking on his own or walking where we're going, and that he's also getting that benefit of being active and having that be normal, as opposed to being sedentary, staring at screens. It's so easy to not do it. And so it's great to have a reason why we're getting out every single day and being active. Yeah, I I think it would be like step one in deactivating our children from their tablet addictions Uh, just because when we're out there they're not thinking about the tablet they're not asking me about the tablet and 
I definitely have enjoyed that for myself, just noticing that being out longer is just less time that all of us could be looking at a screen. Yes. Yes, I know. I need the break from that as well. And getting outside and going for a bike ride is a wonderful antidote to scrolling on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, I would love for you to end by offering some advice to another family who is maybe on the fence and any encouragement or advice you have for them to make that leap. The first piece of advice I'd probably give would be to just start out by exploring your neighborhood on a bike because that's kind of how we started was just biking around our neighborhood and realizing how much we enjoyed it and even before that my husband you know just biking to work he he realized he really enjoyed that and it kind of he influenced us in that direction yes I love your story of how it was done in pieces too it wasn't all at once but that figuring out how to do the train and the biking and what that looked like and planting the seeds for the next step as opposed to just doing everything all at once. Yeah, he's definitely really good at that. He's like just someone who's going to like poke at you until you do it, but <laughs> not in a malicious way. It's just he knows how to uh, how to sell it to you. So I definitely think by starting out with just having me and the kids still having the car, but just biking around to the things that were close by was a great initiation into it. And uh, just moving on from there and thinking about how much are you really using your car? Because that also was a huge catalyst for me, just understanding that I didn't use my car as much as I thought I did. I was attached to something Hmm. that I didn't really have. It was just kind of a possession to have one, almost to have one. Yes. I love that idea of just being really self-reflective about what you actually need, because it sounds like it hasn't been as big of a change or as big of a shift as you imagined it would have been at the start. Yeah. And it was, I had this epiphany the other night. We were sitting in bed and we were talking and I told my husband because I felt really good. I think we had probably biked a good amount that day and probably like 12 miles with the kids. And I told him, I was like, I feel like when you have less, you love more. I just felt better about not having so many things pulling me away from my family. It's that simplification aspect again. It's very powerful. Yeah. And I mean, other advice, I, I don't really know too much. Uh, I'm, still, I'm still pretty young at this, so I couldn't give any further advice than that. Besides, if you're getting on a cargo bike, I didn't realize, I, I should have looked up videos on how to get on a bike, mm-hmm. on the cargo bike, because uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to have you get up there with this kickstand, and then how are we going to balance it? And almost falling over, all of us. And I realized that if I was straddling the bike and then I told my daughter to get on after that, then that was much easier. I think that would be a good piece of advice is get on your bike first and then have them climb on because you could definitely uh, stabilize it a lot better. Right. And it's all those little things like that that you just learn as you're doing it. And yeah, I have definitely found needing to be willing to laugh at myself in a lot of ways as I'm learning these things and figuring it out and just and I don't think that's a bad thing I think that just needing to go into it with this attitude of like all right 
well, we're going to figure it out. I'm here to learn. I might make a fool of myself. And yes, being willing to try anyway. Yeah. When I got ready to get on my bike for the first time with my girls, my neighbor across the street was just sitting in her front yard. She's like, I want to see you get started on this thing because this is crazy. (laughs) So her and her son and her daughter-in-law were just staring at me as I was trying to get going. And it was just so embarrassing. But uh, I finally got it. (laughs) Yeah. And now you're a pro. So. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I feel like your story is just such an encouragement to people to not be intimidated by the prospect of getting rid of a car, but that it might be easier than you think that it will be and more fun and have all these extra benefits that you weren't anticipating. Definitely. We'll have to check back in at the six-month mark and see how you guys are doing and what your thoughts are at that point. Yes, I will not give up until after six months. So at least I will have that. (laughs) I love it. Well, can you share with listeners how they can connect with you or hear more about your story if they're interested? I I don't go on Facebook anymore, but I do have an Instagram and I think it's just Jess Ma 22. It's J-E-S-S-M-A 22. Okay. I post stuff on there. I post a lot of stuff, a lot of family pictures, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be a lot more about biking now that that's a big part of our life. Wonderful. Well, I'll be sure to link up to your Instagram in the show notes so people can connect with you. Right. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. I really enjoyed our conversation. Well, thank you for listening to me. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you have any thoughts about the show, you can always leave me a comment at familypedals.com or you can find me on Instagram at familypedals. I also want to say thank you to everyone who has taken the time to leave a rating and review on iTunes. I really appreciate getting your feedback and it is a great way to help other people find the show. Next time, Aaron Powell will be joining me to talk about how he started biking for transportation and what inspired him to create his company urban tribe cargo bicycles. I hope you'll join me then.